and welcome to the Paranormal Paradigm podcast, episode three, with Kieran and Ben. Today we've got a great guest for you lined up. It's Claire Waters. Um, I've heard Claire over the past few weeks on various podcasts and really wanted to get her on the show for you guys to listen to because she has a fascinating story and certainly the past decade or so of her life has been very, very interesting. Um, Claire lives in Hampshire in the UK with her husband and two children, Faith and Tom. When the children were four and two years old respectively, Claire learned of their psychic medium abilities and she subsequently began a journey to learn as much as possible about psychic matters and the spirit world in order to help and support her two children with their gift. It's been ten years since this extraordinary journey for Claire and since it began, she has now written about her experiences in a number one best-selling book, Raising Faith, to help other families who may feel alone with the subject. Raising Faith has also been a great comfort to many people around the world who have lost loved ones, helping them to understand how our loved ones in spirit are still around us and continue to help us. Since first discovering the children's gifts, Claire's own psychic abilities have developed, and she now combines these gifts with her expertise as a holistic health coach, helping women move out of struggle and overwhelm back into balanced health with renewed energy, motivation, and emotional well-being. Doesn't that sound interesting? Very interesting. I think um, we're going to have a, a good interview here. Yeah? yeah, absolutely. But before we start our interview with Claire, um, we're going to run a little competition for you guys. So, as you know, I've um, recently published my first book, An Introduction to Paranormal Investigation. And what we'd like you listeners to do is contact us on our email, paranormalparadigmpodcast at gmail.com or via Facebook if you want to contact us on the messaging service, and send us any experiences you've had, any ghost stories that you've experienced throughout your life. And what we will do between myself and Ben is we will pick the winner and we will um, read that story uh, out loud on our next episode. And whoever that person is will receive a free copy of my book. We'll obviously contact you um, to so I can get your postal address and things like that. And to let you know that you've won, and you'll get a free copy of my book. So um, that's good. Yeah, and what we'll do is when this podcast is out, uh, from the day it's out, you'll have seven days, so one more week after that, to get these stories into us. Um, and then we'll put a notice on the Facebook page and stuff like that to say, you know, the competition's sort of closed now, and uh, and then we'll go through them and, and pick one. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just kind of trying to figure that out now, when, <laughs> when the actual competition would close um, so, just for people that don't contact our Facebook so this episode should be going out Bank Holiday Monday in the UK so that's the 26th of August so we'll say the competition closes on the 2nd of September, uh, September. so Monday the 2nd of September if you can make sure you get your stories in by then and we will pick a winner and the lucky person will receive a copy of my book so on with the interview I think yeah I think we'll go straight into it yeah then. so here's our interview with Claire Waters enjoy so this is Claire Waters. Hi, Claire. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Yeah, we're good, thanks. Um, really looking forward to this uh, interview. Um, since you agreed to come on, it's, um, it's kind of excited me a little bit because I've, I've listened to some of your um, conversations, some of your interviews on other podcasts, uh-huh. and um, it was just a subject that, you know, it kind of struck me really, and I thought this would be, you know, she'd be a great guest to have on the show. Um, so... Obviously, you've got a, a best-selling book, which is called Raising Faith. That's right. And um, that book is about your children, um, your daughter and your son, and how they um, or how they discovered and how you discovered that they got psychic abilities when they were yeah. younger. Um, so, I mean, how what kind of occurred? What what was the first instance that made you think, oh, there's something going on here? Well, actually, we weren't one of those families where, you know, the children had seen somebody in the corner or mentioned, you know, mummy, who's that lady stood over there. Um, I actually found out about this through a very odd set of events. Um, I'd read a book, which you might have heard of, called Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. Uh, It rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing book about past life regression written by a psychiatrist who knew nothing about the topic, was not remotely spiritual and basically was putting people under hypnosis. And as he did so, one of his patients started talking to him about past lives. And so I'd read this book. I've been loaned it by my mom. And uh, I thought I'd get in touch with the local hypnotherapist who worked at the same clinic I did because I'm a homeopath. So, um, yeah, in our village, we had a clinic and I rang him to talk about it. And he said, look, do you know what? You need to speak to um, a lady that I know. I will get her to contact you. 
turns out she was a client of his and she was a psychic medium. Uh, and I'd never in my life ever been to see a psychic medium. But he just felt that she could answer a lot of the questions I had about past life regression because this book had really struck me and the whole topic I just found so fascinating, having never really considered it before. And um, this lady came to my house. I was super nervous about letting her in because I thought, you know, gosh, can she read my mind? What, is, what yeah. does a psychic <laughs> medium do? What is she going to know about me? It was really, really strange because I just had never gone down this road in my life before. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, yeah, she came to the house and we had the oddest of conversations. She was quite an unusual lady. Um, you know, to me, she seemed slightly manic because she sort of stood there talking to people I couldn't see. And I thought, this is really quite bizarre. My husband's <laughs> never going to believe this. But she happened to say, you know, you know that both your children actually are gifted, your daughter in particular. And I'm you know, stood there staring blankly at her thinking, I wish I'd never let you in. You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> really uh and you know my husband came home and I explained this to him and again he just looked at me even more blankly as if to say crumbs what 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 are you doing (laughs) who are you talking to and um you know it struck me it was one of those things that once I'd heard it I don't know I couldn't shake it off I just couldn't shake it off you know at this point I think the children were about four and two yeah. My daughter was the eldest and I didn't even want to mention it to her. You know, I didn't even want to ask her because I thought, you know, I'm putting words into her mind. And frankly, the whole subject terrified me. So the idea that my little girl could see people that I couldn't see that had passed on was just completely creepy and scary. And I probably didn't really want to know the answer, to be honest, either. But um, a couple of weeks went by and eventually I said to my husband, look, I think we should ask her about it. And he reluctantly agreed, mainly because it was the quickest way to sort of put this story to bed and just yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she was just playing in her room with, you know, figures and things on the floor. And I remember going in. I mean, she's, what, 14 now, nearly 15. So this is some years ago. But I do remember going into her room. I laid on her bed and I looked down at her and she just knew something was up. Right. She sort of glanced up at me as if to say, what, you know, what are you doing? What, why are you in here? Because she was quite happy, and I didn't particularly go in her room just to lay on her bed usually. This was a bit odd for her. Yeah. And I just said, look, are there people in the room that you can see? Other people other than me? And she just sort of nodded, carried on playing with her toys, nodded, shrugged her shoulders as if to say, "Uh uh-huh, and? (laughs) And at which point, you know, all my kind of creepiness comes rushing in, all my teenage fears of horror movies and who is it that stood behind me that I can't see, you know, my, my kind of fears are running rampant. She's happily playing on the floor. And I said, well, you know, can you, can you tell me a bit about who you can see? And she sort of just looked around and mentioned, you know, a few people. And, and I asked her, can you see uh, the one person that struck me at the time was my granddad had not long passed. Right. He was uh, maybe a year before, something like that, maybe 18 months before. And uh, I said to her, can you see Great Granddad, who she knew and remembered and was quite fond of at the time. And uh, she just said, yes, he reads his bedtime stories at nighttime. <laughs> and I was like, he does? She said, yes. She said, every nighttime he comes and he reads me stories and he plays games with me and he talks to me. And I was like, really? And, you know, you know your own children. And she's always been a really wise old soul. She's always been quite mature, um, very observant, quite reserved. She would watch what was going on, you know. She's, she, this just wasn't, this wasn't her imagination. I knew that, even though it would seem that would be the logical thing to think. This just wasn't her imagination. This was not a normal kind of behavior for her. Um, she just wasn't fussed about it at all. You know, she didn't embellish what she was telling me. There was no long, marvelously graphic stories. You know, she just was talking as if this was perfectly normal and really quite dull to talk about and really didn't particularly want to answer me. You know, it was like one word answers. I was having to pull teeth really to get anything out of her. It wasn't like she was giving me this marvelously detailed, you know, story. So, Um, I kind of left it at that and left the room feeling rather panicky, thinking, well, what now? You know, potentially there's people in my daughter's room that I can't see. What do I do about that? Um, And so kind of as the days and weeks went by, I I got in contact with the psychic medium lady again. And she joined us at a trip to a local forestry place. And um, she happened to say to me at this point, you know, there's actually a little girl trying to play with your daughter and she won't let her play. I thought that's really odd because... 
face a really gentle little soul and it just you know in real life I just don't see her not playing with someone but when the lady escaped the toilet I just didn't want to mention this in front of my daughter but when the lady sort of disappeared off to the toilet I approached my daughter who was just playing in the trees near the picnic blanket and I just said you know is there a little girl trying to play with you and she looked stunned absolutely stunned (laughs) but I knew and she sort of nodded at me and looked very sheepish like she'd done something wrong and I said you know, can you maybe let her play with you? Because the lady says that you're not letting her play. And she sort of looked at her feet and shook her head as if she'd been caught doing something wrong. And I was just bowled over by this. I was like, this is ridiculous, you know. What am I doing having this conversation about a child I can't even see? And what am I doing to my child, you know? Because I was constantly kind of second-guessing myself, thinking, this is not good parenting, you know. This is not helpful. I could be warping her mind. I could be putting things into her imagination and how is this affecting her? And I was constantly worried about saying the wrong thing or um, the effects this might be having on her or being led down a garden path and, you know, just being way too gullible to listen to this lady. And my husband the whole while is like shaking his head as if to say, (laughs) what on earth are you getting involved with here? Um, And then really as, as time went on, most bedtimes by this point when I tucked her in, I would realize that she was actually looking at people in the room or listening to people in the room. And again, she wasn't that keen on sharing it with me. It's like she had this whole other life and always had had that I was never involved with before. And all of a sudden I'm intrigued and I want to butt into this and know a bit about it. And she's you know, she she didn't need me involved in it. You know, she'd had these spirit people with her looking after her all of her life. It was completely normal to her. It was just to me, it was the bizarrest thing I'd ever heard of. And um, at bedtimes, really, she would, I'd sort of say to her, you know, what can you see? And she would say, oh, you know, there's a man here. And I'd think, oh, you know, mother alarm bells going, who's this yeah, yeah, man yeah. in my child's bedroom? <laughs> but she was never frightened, ever, never has been. Um, they were friends to her. They were people that she could talk to. They were people that came to help her with certain experiences like, you know, joining school and things like that. And it was really as, as the weeks went by and she was telling me who was there and I would say, can you tell me something about them? And then she would just come out with, and they died in a fire. Oh my God! <laughs> She's four years old, you know. So these... she did. She did know that they they were spirits. Then even at that young she... age, she could tell what was a spirit and what was a real person. No, and yes. So she. Um, it was really only me asking questions. Like I would say to, her, okay, oh, there's a man here. Is there? Okay, could you tell me more about him? And then she would say, he says he died in a fire. So right. she, no, she definitely struggled to understand the difference because I was told by this lady that she lived as much in that world, in the spirit world, as she does this material world. So to her, we were all the same. We looked the same. Yeah. We sounded the same. Um, obviously, as she's gotten older, that's changed, and there's there's definitely a difference now. But um, in those early days, I think it was hard for her to understand that there was a difference um, but the weird thing is that she was never affected by what they said because I, I, you know, at that point I panicked, thinking, "Crumbs! Oh my gosh, you know, this is completely inappropriate. We can't possibly talk about how people die. You know, you're four years old." But she yeah. was never bothered by it. To her, it was she it was like it was coming through her, not from her, and therefore she wasn't really taking on board the words she was giving me. She was just repeating what they told her to me, and then that was that she forgot about it promptly you know right yeah yeah so so she wouldn't necessarily remember the conversations that we'd had um she'd just look at me blankly you know she didn't really remember she remembered the people but she wouldn't necessarily remember that oh yeah they said they died in that fire you know it, it wasn't it just wasn't being registered by her but I think that is I've learned since that's quite normal for psychic mediums in that the information is coming through them and therefore they don't particularly retain the information they're given right okay it's almost like when when you're when you're a child at school and you know if like I used to learn differently to however children would learn and if a teacher was just kind of telling me stuff yeah it, it wouldn't necessarily go in my head I'd, yeah. I'd have forgotten it the next day you know but if I watched something or if I did something repeatedly I would yeah. eventually learn it um, so I, I guess it's similar to that really you know it's kind of a one word you know a, a one time phrase repeat it done never think about it again exactly she just wasn't involved in the conversation or the topic she was literally just passing words to yeah. me that she was given and you know sometimes she would hear these words sometimes they would appear in what she called like a speech bubble 
Okay. Particularly if they were words that were quite complicated, like occasionally there would be, like I remember a lady in particular that came forward, she said she had dark skin, she was wearing like old fashioned clothing, and she gave me a name, and, and it was definitely a name, like you could tell it wasn't gobbledygook, it was yeah. a name, but it was very much like a Moroccan kind of name, very, right. very much a foreign name. Um, and she couldn't pronounce it, so they would spell it to her. So she would literally see it in a speech bubble. But she would get f quite frustrated because it would wobble about, and she would get quite frustrated that she couldn't read it clearly. And she, you know, she would say it's moving, and I would say, well, just ask them and see if they can hold it still for you and help help it be clearer for you. And she would just spell it out phonetically because obviously at four, that's all that she was learning at school was yeah, the yeah. letters. Okay. Yeah. So I guess uh, that would, I suppose, leave you quite feeling quite insecure um as, from a parent's point of view yeah I felt very much um out on a limb like what do I do with this who do I talk to more importantly how do I help her with this because to me it felt like she's just a little girl yeah. and she has this whole life I'm not involved with and I don't know what to do about it and the the lady that I talked about the psychic medium lady was quite a help to me sort of teaching me things she also ran development workshops spiritual development workshops I went to a few of those to learn Turns out I had a few gifts of my own I didn't know about. And then I would go to the spiritual church occasionally just to learn about it or to watch other psychic mediums in action. And, you know, I learned a huge amount from just observing. And I, I read like crazy person. I read lots of different books about this topic to really try and understand how it works so that I felt more secure, I guess. Um, you know, you can't control it because it's not within my control. But at least I felt if I had some knowledge about it, then... I would be prepared and ready should my daughter ever need me. Um, but largely, she's never really needed my help, particularly only in recent years when we've had some visitors that we weren't expecting. Um, okay. Prior to that, as a little girl, she's she was absolutely fine with just her spirit friends helping her. So, yeah. I mean, do you want to kind of um, go, go a little deeper into these I guess they were like scary occurrences that have occurred. Or? Yeah, we had, um, so we've only had a couple and it literally within the last year or so, really since the book actually came out, um, we had, is that right? No, one of them was before the book came out. One of them was last Halloween. Okay. Um, so she'd said to me, she'd been learning a text at school. Uh, I think it's the lady in black. It's one of the curriculum texts, which is about, a, I think it's a diseased lady. She's quite a scary lady. I think she's quite That's a scary not the, character. Not the Harry Potter no. What was that? No. Was that a no. woman in black. What? A woman uh, in Daniel black. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't know actually. I've not really looked into it. I'm not but sure it's based on the same. Probably not. But it was. It's uh, like a text that they they all have to you know to go through and to study. Okay. But um, I went into her room one evening. In fact, she came to fetch me, and she asked me to go into her room, and she said, "There's a lady in my room, and she's really scaring me." And I thought this is random. You know, we've never had a scary people before. And I said, OK, can you describe her? And she said, well, she's a lot like the lady in the character I'm learning at school. I mean, at this point, I might add, she's 14. She's not four, you know. So yeah. Yeah. Um, for her to be frightened was quite a new thing. And for her, you know, she's quite eloquent in explaining what's going on. And and I said, well, are you sure it's not just your imagination? Stupid thing to say to a psychic medium child. But I said, <laughs> you sure it's not just your imagination? You know, um, and she's like, well, I don't know, she said, because at this point she's now struggling to understand why she can see a lady in her room. But looks what she said to me was she looks just like the lady in the book. And I thought, well, surely that must be your imagination, because why would they look just like the character in the book? That's a bit strange. And anyway, this lady uh, didn't go away. I remember trying to I, I've, I've trained in Reiki. I remember trying to Reiki the room just to see if maybe yeah. we could get clear the energy or something. Yeah, yeah. But nope, that didn't, that didn't do a thing. In fact, my hands weren't working. As I tried to reiki the corner that this lady was stood in, nothing was coming out of my hands at all. It was bizarre. <laughs> and right. anyway, um, I said to her, look, I, I'm really not sure. I, I, I'm hoping it's just your imagination. Let me know if you have any problems. She never particularly, she certainly didn't come to me the next night. But sort of as the days went by, she, the lady got mentioned a few more times. That lady's still in my room. She's still in that corner, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know why. I think I was just busy. I don't know why it didn't occur to me to do something about this. It was so silly of me. But uh, it got nearer and nearer to Halloween. And, you know, the energies do change around Halloween. Just historically, that is what Halloween is. And so yeah. the activity picked up. And one particular evening, um, I was heading out to the athletics track uh, with my daughter. And I left my son here. And within minutes of leaving the house... 
I got a phone call to say, um, can you come and get me, mum? There's someone in the house. And he said, the dog's going mad and I'm really frightened and there's someone here. Of course, I'm thinking, okay, all right, calm down. This is a bit strange. And, you know, part of me slightly worried, part of me thinking he's just, you know, spooked himself. Well, had your son shown any any abilities up, up until this point? Or? Yeah, but not much. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd seen great granddad when he was much younger. And right. he's a very intuitive, empathic child. So he tends to sense energy. He do, yeah. He's not so good at... Doesn't see he wouldn't He wouldn't see them in the room typically the same way that Faith does. So, um, I, and I don't hear much from him about this topic. So it was rare for him to be yeah. worried in this way or to even mention it. But I shot back to the house and he said to me, the dog's going bananas. He's really frightened. So I thought, well, I'm not taking the dog with me as well. So I kind of left the dog there thinking, God, I hope the dog's okay when I get back. <laughs> Took the son with me and um, got back to the house and we walked in and Faith went, yeah, there's something not right. Thought, oh, don't say that. You know, it's <laughs> creepy enough on a, when a regular child spooks you. But when a psychic medium child says that, you think, what? So I wandered around, you know, with my torch, as you do, looking under all the beds and all the cupboards. Nope, there's nobody here. You're all fine. No one's broken in. You know, there's nothing to worry about. Blah, blah, blah. And um, they, neither of them wanted to go to bed. Both of them were quite spooked, but eventually got them settled. That was the end of that one. Yeah. And then about a week later, maybe, uh, I was in the sitting room. I'd put the kids to bed and my daughter comes flying down the stairs threw herself onto the sofa at me, like absolutely terrified, hands clamped on her ears, screaming, make her stop, make her stop. Um, she's she's frightening me. At which point I'm like, who's frightening you? You know, because this lady in her room, I was kind of half forgotten about, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. <laughs> she said, the lady that's been in my room. And I was like, oh my God, she's still in your room, wow. <laughs> Crumbs, I'm a really great parent. And... Um, <laughs> And I said, okay, um, okay. I said, what's she doing? She said, she's screaming a date at me. And she was genuinely really frightened. I've never seen her like this before. And I said, okay, well, okay, okay, we can handle this. You know, you're trying to step up here and be the parent, even though you're absolutely terrified yourself. And I might add, the minute my daughter comes in the room, all the lights in the room start to flicker, like something out of a scary horror movie, which, of course, right. terrifies yeah. you even more. <laughs> yeah. And I've never had this, I might add. This is not normal behavior in our home at all. It's never been creepy. It's never been scary. It's always been lovely. So for me, this was a real bolt from the blue and something I didn't particularly like to think existed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so lights start going and flickering. Daughter's completely terrified. And I said to her, well, OK, OK. Um, and I could feel my guide stepping in. So I knew that I was being protected. We were being protected. But there was clearly someone else in the room with us. And I said, OK, I said, can we ask her some questions? Let's see if, if we can get to the bottom of this. And of course, daughter's screaming at me. No, I don't want to talk to her. And I'm thinking, what am I saying? I'm getting my child to speak to this scary spirit. I was like, OK, what am I saying? I can talk to her. I don't need you to speak to her. I can speak to her. At which point, all, all the hackles on my body go up, where this lady clearly starts to step into my energy. And I just said to her, look, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want, but please, you're scaring all of us. Please, can I just ask you to step back um, and I will get you some help. I said, I presume that you need help. And I, I have a friend that can help. I, I will ask them. You're going to have to bear with me. They're away for a couple of days, um, but I will get you the help. And everything went quiet. And I said to her, is the lady listening? Is this OK with her? Is she willing to do this? And she just said she's gone. This lady had literally stepped back and stopped frightening us the minute I had promised to get her some help. Okay. And I've learned since that most of the spirits that do this are simply trying to get our attention because they're stuck between worlds. They just need help. They're not really, not many of them are really trying to, you know, hurt us or yeah. frighten us. Yeah. They just literally are caught and they need some help. So anyway, at this point in time, I contacted Stuart Keyes, who is the celebrity psychic medium who wrote the foreword for my book, Raising Faith. Okay. And he was actually away on a ship somewhere. And I messaged him in a panic and went, we have a visitor. I might need some help here. <laughs> uh, and he, he said, I can see it. I can see who it is. I can see why you're terrified. On a scale of 0 to 10, she's right up there. Um, but she doesn't mean you any harm. I'm sending my guide to sort this out. It'll all be fine. And literally, um, I think the next day, 
we came home from the school run and my son went upstairs and immediately shot downstairs and said, mum, I've just seen a lady running from your room into Faith's room. And, and I said, okay, it's fine. Cause he didn't often see people. You see, yeah, that was yeah, quite unusual yeah. for him. And I said, it's fine. I said, she's just trying to stay out of the way because I've asked her not to frighten you anymore. Um, you know, just, just, she's not trying to hurt us. It's absolutely fine. Um, and yeah, by the next day, the house felt like a completely different house, completely different. And, it, you know, she'd obviously been here for quite some time. Um, and we weren't helping her because we didn't know how to. So what um, was the date? What was the date? That she, I actually, she it was about two, three weeks after Halloween. I actually can't remember it foolishly. But I wonder if it, I don't know, I surmise maybe it was the date that she had died. Because I think you tend to go around in a bit of a groundhog day in terms yes. of your experiences yeah. of dying. So she was probably gearing up for that and wanted help to cross over before she had to go through that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but she'd been quite diseased, I think. She looked diseased. She was all in black. She wasn't very nice in terms of my daughter didn't think she was very nice. But whether that was the character in the book that made her think that or whether this lady genuinely wasn't very nice, I kind of think if the lady left us alone when we asked, I'm sure she probably didn't mean us any harm. Yeah. Um, but she Wait. looked and, and what I learned afterwards was that because my daughter wasn't grounding and protecting her energy properly, as many people with these abilities don't, that, that don't know any better, I might add, um, this lady was able to come to her because she was reading the book. She was almost creating a, a doorway for this lady to come through that fitted that kind of, uh, an well, image. That, that was like. kind of, that was my next question. Cause I, I, um my kind of approach to this kind of i guess field is that we create our own universe and we create our own experiences mm-hmm. and um we, if that's the case people often say that you know if you're in a, if you're in a negative um mood or you know if, if you're surrounding yourself with negative energy then you're going to attract um negative spirits and likewise uh, if you're in a positive mood um and i've also heard people describe things such as um Bigfoot or you know these mythical creatures mm-hmm. and and it, it all it is is it it's the same kind of spirit or it's the same uh, I guess uh, force of energy um, but it depending on where you live in the world or what culture you've grown up in you see differently so if if, if a woman uh, only knows of um, for example apes then she would see it as some kind of ape man um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is your daughter was reading a book with this woman and therefore she created the image of this woman. So whatever this spirit was t- took on that image because that's yeah, what I, I, I'm I still not clear on whether the spirit took on the image or whether she she attracted a like minded energy, if you like, as in did that energy already exist out there? And because she was thinking about that kind of an energy, it gave this lady an opening to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Or did she take on the energy that my daughter was reading about? I'm not sure. Is 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 I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. But I was told by another psychic medium that I bumped into at some point. She said it was because she read the book. She opened the door for her. Right. Okay. Um, and she wasn't protecting herself. And we've had one other visitation since which was my daughter came downstairs and said, can you come and help me? And I thought, something's going on. Went up to her room. She said, there's a man in here, she said, and he keeps leaning over my shoulder. And she has literally sat on her bed, recoiling. This man was leaning over her shoulder so close. It was as if, you know, somebody was literally, that she didn't know, was um, stepping into her space too closely. And she was very uncomfortable with it. And like, please, can you get him off me? Can you get him away? And again, I just said, look, calm down. Chances are he's a good man. He just, he's trying to get your attention by this point, I had learned how to help clear spirits and help them open a doorway to get into spirit because they're caught between the two worlds. We went through the process I'd been taught and it worked beautifully. And she could actually visualize the whole thing. She could see him leaving. She, we invited his loved ones to come and meet him at the gateway so that he was crossing over with someone he knew. Yeah. She could see the whole thing. It was so lovely. And I said to her afterwards, I mean, she literally went straight to sleep afterwards in absolute peace, as if this was the most normal thing in the world for someone to have just done. (laughs) But I think because she'd seen it all happen in her own mind's eye and she could see that he was okay, and he was gone. um, And I said to her, you know, this is such an amazing gift that, you know, you've just helped someone cross over that would otherwise be caught for goodness knows how many years. You know, this is such a lovely thing to be able to help people with. So. Yeah, we've only had two, and the rule of thumb is ground and protect your energy so that you don't let these people in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so I that mean, was that one. They're the we, only two. 
we're used to that with being paranormal investigators. Yeah. You know, we used yeah. to kind of going into a place and we, we, we do protection with, with ourselves and with, with, you know, if we've got guests with us, we make sure that they're protected. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're we used so, to that. Yeah. I mean, it's teaching children that I think is the tricky thing, you know, because so many of these young ones are open to these energies and um, they're, they're not necessarily knowing. You know, I wouldn't have known prior to all of this that we needed to do anything different to other children, but you do. You need to, those kids need to learn how to protect themselves and their energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you think that like their emotions have an effect on their abilities? Because you've described when your daughter was scared, she came running to you and the lights started flickering and that sort of thing. So do you think there's a, a different energy that is uh, attracted or put out depending on if they're feeling fear or happiness or uh, you know, that sort of thing? Um, I think on the occasion of the lights in the room, I think it was the, the energy, the other lady, I think it was the lady brought that with her rather than my daughter. I think I do. I've always said that the energy you spend your time around is the energy that you will attract. So for example, if you're going to read scary movies and, and or read scary books, watch scary movies, I think you're more likely to attract the more negative energies that those movies tend to, you know, bring up in you. Yeah. Um, I won't watch them or read them for that exact reason. And I have asked the children not to, but you know, that one's probably going to have to, it's going to take them a while to learn that one. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, other day yeah. she came home saying she'd watch something at a friend's house. And I was like, really? Oh, you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> but um, she's going to have to learn that one herself, you know, but so I do think that you, I think what you read and what you watch will affect the energy that you will attract to yourself. Um, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I mean, as as your children have got older, I, I, you know, I mean, what are they now? Fifteen and thirteen, or? Uh, uh, we have a almost fifteen-year-old and a twelve. Right. So I, I mean, so now I mean, particularly for the for 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 the boy, he's he's coming into teenage years now. Um, is has it affected their life socially? Uh, no, because I mean, they've never told a soul. <laughs> really. They've never, well, I say they told one soul. So my daughter, when she was very young and we first were learning about this, she mentioned it to a neighbor of ours who'd come over for tea. And, and she got very emotional when he said that he didn't believe that great granddad was actually sat next to him. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. at that point, she got so emotional. I had to kind of take her aside and say, look, I, I know that you can see him, but nobody else can. And this is going to happen. And she never spoke about it to anyone else again. So she's very cautious. She was always a reserved child anyway, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but she's never mentioned it to herself. In fact, she would be horrified if I mentioned this to her friends or, you know, she just wants, and particularly at 14, 15, she's at that age at secondary school. She just wants to be like everybody else. She would absolutely not want anyone to know about this. But I guess in, in a kind of roundabout way that has affected, has affected them then because the, I guess there's there's times where, you know, something might be happening if she's out with a friend she might see someone in in the restaurant or at the cinema you know of the, the spirit time. world yeah um, so so I, I guess um it, it has affected them you know although they haven't told anybody this i guess it's quite a weight to bear on the shoulders of, of, of such a young person who's Very going much. through a difficult transition in their life anyway as we know you know we've yeah. been teenagers ourselves yeah um so i i guess that must just really <laughs> think, well you know it's a big, i big think she was always born wise and I think she absolutely carries a weight of responsibility with this gift, you know, I mean, just in it as an example. Uh, so I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago, not very long ago, uh, Tom came into my room and said, mum, there's something not right in my bedroom. And I thought, God, here we go again. Uh, and I said, okay, well, you know, can we go and call Faith? Because I'm not going to know who's in there, but she's going to be able to check it for you and tell us. So she goes in there she comes out okay. and Tom and I are in my room waiting. She comes out and she gives me a bit of a look. And I think, oh, I don't like the look of this look. <laughs> and she, I, I said, just go careful with whatever you say, because he'll be easily frightened because he's so sensitive, whereas she's not really frightened easily. Yeah. And she said, it's OK, Tom. She said, there's nothing to worry about. She said, but I can see what, what you're feeling. She said, I've never actually seen this before. She said, but your room has people along every wall. There, there were literally masses of people in his wow. room all around the walls of his bedroom. And, of course, we're, you know, he and I are looking at her as if to say, what? Oh, my gosh. What, <laughs> what does this mean? And you can see him slightly panicking. And I was like, okay. She said, but she said, nobody's worried. She said, all of our spirit guides are there. She said, they're just moving them on. They're all leaving via the window, which is often the way that they've come and gone throughout all the years that we've been doing this. She said, they're all leaving. 
she said, none of our spirit guides look worried. None of them are panicking. None of them are jumping up and down. She said, they're all fine. These people aren't there to hurt us. She said, they're leaving. They'll be gone in a moment. And yeah, within, I don't know, not very long at all. Uh, she said they've gone now and he went in and he could just feel it. He just went, yeah, it's fine. And he went to sleep because there's no way he would have slept in it having felt the feeling he yeah. had prior to that. So, um, and then I said to her when he'd kind of gone to bed, I said, you know, who are the people in his room? And she sort of, I knew she looked away and then she looked at the floor and she just shook her head and she said, I don't know. And I thought, yes, you do. I can see you do. <laughs> and then later that night when I was tucking her in, I kind of went into her room and I said, you do know who the people were in his room, don't you? And she, again, she looked at the floor and I said, why won't you tell me? And she just wouldn't answer. And I said, are you allowed to tell me? And she just shook her head. So she's given responsibilities with this gift that she's not allowed to always share with me. Who, who and monitors like who places that? So who, who's basically her spirit, said to her, her spirit guides? Her, and what, would, her, what would be a consequence of of telling you what it was you wanted to know? Uh, I don't know. I guess I would learn something that I'm not yet supposed to know about. It's okay, like okay. Yeah. It's, it's like she's uh she's entrusted with something that I can't be trusted with. If you like, she she is able to keep that kind of information in confidence. Um, until they're ready for me to know about it. So she's, yeah, she, it's like she has a whole team of people there supporting her, looking after her, working with her, and they tell her what she can and can't share uh, with me because she would never share it with anyone else anyway. No. Um, but on this occasion, I just knew. I just said, you know, don't you? And she just nodded. But she looked like, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. I'm not allowed to tell you. And it wasn't a teenage, you know, teenager being awkward. It was genuinely... Mm, I, I can't say mum I, I, I'm not allowed yeah so it's yeah. really interesting that she's obviously given some she's got these gifts for some reason that is not yet all that clear to me um but she's certainly trusted with information that we don't know about yet so um, so when 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 these people can't you know that you've just said there was a, a whole group of people kind of lying in the walls mm. of your son's bedroom mm -hmm. what 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 makes them come to you so when you spoke of that Moroccan lady I mean you know she's obviously traveled continents to get here um mm, what, what well. makes them come to you or will come to your daughter as opposed to going to uh, a psychic medium 60 miles down the road for example i don't um, particularly think because she's moroccan that she's come from a different continent because i think they're all in spirit so it's sort of irrelevant where they originally came yeah, from that yeah. was just the lifetime that she had before yeah so in terms of spirit i mean they're with us in a millisecond wherever they previously lived they're just coming from spirit um uh, I think they, well, for a start, that Moroccan lady was a spirit guide to my mother. That's how come that particular lady okay. came. So right. she'd say to me, grandma's guide is here and she wants you to help grandma with this problem. So I would get guidance on how to help my mum with something or, um, and, and that's how I'd say, well, what does grandma's guide look like? And she would describe her and then she'd give me the name and she would tell me something that I think crumbs, you know, this is not your language coming out. This is not your kind of yeah, conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people and children, whether they know they're psychic mediums or not, I think they do attract spirits, whether they know that they're, they're there or not is another thing. Um, I mean, obviously, we're all we're, spirits around all of us every day anyway. Um, to attract the whole ream of people into his room in that way, it will have something to do with Tom. I don't right. yet know what. I have been told he's very gifted as a healer. Not that we see that yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know who these people were. I really don't. But it will be for a reason. It will be they've come to see him for something. Um, I don't know. But, okay. yeah, I think she's not unique in that she's getting visitations. This is kind of normal. It's just most people don't know about it. Yeah. and I, so, so, I mean, you've obviously developed your own kind of hidden talents, I guess, as, mm. as as you mentioned earlier. So is that is it if someone, you know, one of our listeners wanted to, you know, work on that, do you have any, I guess, tips or anything that they could do specifically that would help them grow their own ability? Because you say spirits visit us every day. And, you know, of course, myself yeah. and Ben are huge believers in that because, you know, we're investigators into the field. Yeah. But how could, for example, myself and Ben go on an investigation and work towards being able to see the spirits that are around us? I think... For starters, meditation is key because meditation enables us to connect to our higher self and to listen 
because okay. spirit are there trying to talk to us all the time. It's just we're not really open to listening. So meditation yeah. is a great thing to begin with. But more than anything, I think that the easiest way is probably to go to a spiritual church and join their psychic development courses because they're going to give you the opportunity to try a range of different abilities because obviously being a psychic medium means many different things to yeah. many different people because one psychic medium doesn't necessarily do everything or doesn't necessarily have all of those gifts, you know, some do. Um, and Faith, obviously, particularly back when she was much younger, you know, as I said, she, she didn't know the difference between living and, and not living because she could see them, feel them, hear them, everything. Um, and now I would say those senses have honed down a bit, but she still sees them and hears them, just not in the same strength, I suppose. And so I would still call myself a psychic medium, but I couldn't give someone a reading in the way that a psychic medium you'd go and see would. Yeah. Um, but really to develop them, you want to try all the different options out there in order to figure out what your gifts are, because you may not be able to ever see them. You may actually just intuitively know what they're telling you, or um, maybe you hear them, but you don't see them or see them, but don't hear them, you know? So you need to try all the different possibilities out there to understand how you can channel and tune in um, and I think a spiritual church or certainly a development workshop gives you the opportunity to try all the different ways of doing that and then you'll kind of hone in on where your strengths are and um, okay yeah what your gifts are oh, that's that's really interesting so you said previously that um, when you first found out about your daughter's abilities um, your husband kind of sort of just amused you and, and went along with this sort of thing. So how does he feel about all this now? Uh, much the same, to be honest with you, Ben. <laughs> much the same. He just doesn't get it. He is open-minded to it. Um, we've tried to have conversations with him to try and validate. But I think when you are genuinely sceptical, it takes quite a lot of validation to really prove it. Yeah. Um, and you can always say, oh, yeah, but, you know, they didn't quite give me what I wanted or, well, actually, that could apply to 50,000 other people or, you know, there's always yeah. a but yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think he's still kind of on the fence where it's not that he doesn't believe, but he's – I think the problem is it makes you look like a Fruit Loop if you do believe, and I think that's where he struggles <laughs> is so, that he so doesn't he... really want to be labelled with that. Yeah, so I'll take it he has, like, no abilities of his own, you know, Knowledge. Not that he, not that we're aware of. No. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, have you, um, since you've developed this, I, I call them talents. Um, have you ever been um, interested in going on a paranormal investigation? I mean, I, I guess you don't have to because they come to you. Yeah. You save yourself a bit of money in that respect. Yeah. But um, have you ever thought about, you know, going to? A, a location because some of the locations that we get to go to are fascinating and you know just the history of them and just being able to see the, the I think I would be too worried about picking something up to be honest I would be too worried about picking up an energy I didn't want um I think that would worry me and I think I just you know a lot of the places where there's going to be those people they're stuck and they need help and they've probably died in a way that wasn't terribly nice and uh, they're lost and they're looking for loved ones and just the thought of I, I just couldn't I would just want to help them or I would you know what I mean I, I would be frightened of how they died or frightened of the energies around that situation or yeah I, um, I think for me I just like to look at the rose tinted view and try and stay away from the um the scary reality yeah. of some yeah. parts of it yeah so, so if it, when you talk about you know they, they just appear out of spirit world so myself and ben we have our own theories on, and, and mm -hmm. our listeners will probably know what they are by now our own theories of, of what the spirit world is and how mm -hmm. how they interact with us or how they come and go yeah. um from someone who with your daughter from someone who can see it kind of firsthand who's lucky enough to see that how does she describe the spirit world and, and how do they exist within the material physical world how do they come how do they go are they can they come whenever they want are they drawn to us for a particular reason uh they can come whenever they want uh assuming well you have guides we all have a, a guide like a main guide who i call it our gatekeeper 
yeah. who either allows a spirit to connect with us or not connect with us. So our gatekeeper should be keeping us safe anyway. Yeah. And if the gatekeeper says, yeah, you can come in, then you get that visitation. If it's someone scary, I trust that we're largely protected from that, you know, where possible. Okay. Um, they would, assuming they're allowed to come in, they would just appear. She would just see them. Um, you know, like the other day, it was, more, it was a few weeks ago now, it was in school time, uh, my daughter came downstairs, the dog was staring at the larder. And I said, you know, what's he staring at? Who can he see? And she went, oh, just some girl. She's been in my room all night. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, what do you mean she's been in your, is she okay? Does she, you know, she, she needs some help? Is I don't know. She's just a girl. You know, proper kind of teenage chip on her shoulder. And I was like, yeah. please be nice. She's still, you know, just because she's a spirit, you still need to use your manners. Yeah. Um, is she okay? She went, I don't know. And we were in such a hurry. I never did actually get to the bottom of it. So um, I don't think the girl was there. It's not, she wasn't a stuck spirit. She was probably a guide because, you know, a stuck spirit is literally stuck and can't move on without our help. Whereas we'll get visitations from spirits that are just popping in all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, so for whatever reason, maybe it was a guide. I don't know. Somebody that had come to help one of us. Um, but the dog can see them. So he's the one that usually gives the game away when I recognize he's staring <laughs> at something. It's like, okay, who's there? <laughs> Well, that's, that's interesting because part of our theory is that, that spirits operate on higher or lower frequencies outside of um, the frequency range that a human can see. Yes. So, um, you know, we see what we call visible light, but there's so yes. much more that's existing. And that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just that we can't see it. Um, and dogs, obviously, and other animals have an ability to see into the infrared um, yeah. section or the, the ultraviolet section. And that it could be that these spirits are operating on that particular frequency so your dog would be able to see it she can see them they don't always present as a person sometimes they just present as a light orb and she'll know exactly who they are just from the orb um sometimes it's the top half of them sometimes it's all of them sometimes they're in colors sometimes black and white so it really does depend i think what she says is when she's away from home and she's busy or doing schoolwork or whatever yeah it's less clear you know they're kind of fuzzy and they're not very clear and it's like she said that I wrote about it in the book I think she said it's like a distant wind you know like like it's a breezy day and you can't quite hear properly because they're a long way away from you that's what it feels like to her but if she's quiet like in her bedroom quietly then she can hear them as if they're sat next to her so it's you know you're more tuned in like meditating you're more tuned in when you sit yeah. quietly and you don't have all the other distractions and technologies around you and does your daughter do much meditation? I mean, obviously she doesn't have to work on kind of growing this talent, but does she, because I often find that, you know, having spoken to people that are in a similar situation as your daughter, it's almost like they don't want it, you know, they've just been kind of given the talent. Correct. And yeah. therefore they don't, you know, like myself, I do a lot of meditation because I want to be able to, to, to yeah. grow these these talents. So does she work on it a lot or, or is it quite the opposite? You know, she's been given quite the talent. opposite. Yeah. She's and... been given it whether she likes it or not. Yeah. And she would <laughs> she would largely tell you she doesn't like it. But in all honesty, I think the last couple of years or the last year, um, as we've had these visitations, I think she did enjoy helping that man move on. And I think she does quite like the fact that this is amazing, but you know, she wouldn't want anyone to know about it. But yeah, she wouldn't I don't think she would choose it now. Sadly, she used to. She, I mean, when we wrote the book, she wrote a section in, or she did sort of a question and answer section in the book about how she experiences this. And at the time, which, you know, some years ago now, because it takes a while to get a book through the publishing system, yeah. she said that she was proud of her gifts then. Um, but I think now she's hit teenage years, you know, she's a teenager, so she's not really yeah. going to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the same across, you know, all walks of life. You know, you get people that are born with, with sport talent and, oh, yeah. and, and, and yeah. things like that, and, and they just don't use it to the, to the best of their ability, so to speak. Yeah. And then you have other people that will work at it yeah. and work at it, and, you know, and they can only ever dream of, of, of achieving the talents that, you know, your daughter has. Yeah. Within I mean, I, I say that I would love her abilities. I don't know that I the reality of it maybe it's not quite so you know there's people there all the time you know there was a point she struggled to get them to be quiet we had to work on that you know yeah. switching her off because otherwise she was literally being kept awake every night okay. um so the reality of living with these gifts probably isn't quite so marvelous as as, as, <laughs> as i like to think it is you know it's quite like i said it's a big responsibility it's there all the time um yeah i guess she gets to know things that maybe she didn't plan on knowing but she can't share and yeah, it's quite a big deal for her, but 
if for whatever reason she's been given these gifts because she can cope with them, I do believe, you know, it's not random. Yeah. She has these gifts for a reason, and, and at some point it will come to light what, what she's going to use these for. Yeah, um, yeah. But she's been trusted with them, and I guess they feel that she can handle this. Okay, yeah. So I, I need to ask, I mean, you've kind of answered the question already, but do you get visited by a lot of family members, or is it, or, you know, could it literally just be anyone? Uh, the ones I'm most aware of are family members, but that's mainly because my abilities, I can tell when they arrive. So, um, I'll recognize their sign if you like, oh, that's my granddad or that's my nan or that's my father and all that kind of thing. Um, I mean, me personally, family are the ones I recognize. I think in reality, we're being visited by people all the time. It's just, I don't recognize or know that they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas she would, like I said, you know, there's a girl in front of the larder. There's a weird man in my room. There's, there's people all the time like that. Yeah. And I think we get spirit guides, different ones coming to us when we're learning new lessons, new experiences in life. And so they're going to be different spirits, um, that step in now and again, stay for a period and then move on. Uh, not all of them are meant to stay with us for the whole lifetime. Some just come you know, for a certain period in our life and then move on. Others stay forever. Hmm. So can you see your daughter um, using this talent, I guess, as she gets older? Obviously, she can use it for the good. Um, but going into that for a career, I mean, there are some very talented people that have made um, no. a good career out of this. Do you think yeah. she'd take that path? No, I don't. I mean, I've even shown her a few people on YouTube that I think are incredible, but yeah. um, she's just not interested at all. She looks at it and it's like, yeah. She, she The first time I showed her, like the, oh, what's that one? The lady in New York, Long Island Medium. I showed her, showed her, her once and she yeah. was intrigued, mainly because the lady was quite a character, but yeah, yeah. Um, not where I could sit and watch them for hours and think that's incredible. What a great, you know, great gift there. She's not fussed in this. It's like, you know, for her, it's an everyday occurrence. So it's just boring to watch that. Um, she doesn't find it amazing or interesting. So I don't think so. I mean, she must have these gifts for a reason. I'm not convinced that being a psychic reader is going to be it. I guess it comes into play in another way one day, but um, who knows what that's meant to be at some point. I really don't know. So, so what, what do you think the, I guess that the future holds for your own abilities? Of course, you know, you're, you're developing those. Um, but how, how is that going to work in tandem with your, with your daughter as, as she gets older and, you know, life kind of moves on. Uh, where, where do you see it going? I don't really develop my abilities, to be honest. I don't. I only went to the spiritual church and development workshops a few times many years ago. So since then, I really just, I mean, I talk to spirit every day. I work with them every day, but I don't particularly develop my gifts other than meditation. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly think my daughter and I work together. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe that comes into play at some point. Um, for me, I use them with my healing work. So, um, I'm a holistic health coach, so I, what I love doing in particular is helping women who are, you know, burnt out, overworked, exhausted, juggling 52,000 jobs, and they yeah. just, you know, the health starts to go, their well-being goes, the whole thing goes, and before you know it, they're really struggling. So I use my, my holistic skills as like a homeopathic practitioner, and I have training in lots of other therapies too to really help them restore their health and their balance. And what I do is I work with spirit to do that. So spirit will help me confirm which medicine they need, how often they need it, that kind of thing. So, um, I'm so fully... do you want to, um, do you, would you like to go into more detail about what, um, her, a, I'm trying to pronounce it, a holistic, <laughs> yeah. Um, for, for the listeners that don't know, what does that yeah. actually involve? So for me, my main skill is homeopathic medicine. So it's a natural medicine that restores balance to every one of us. We, we all have a single remedy that is incredibly powerful at restoring balance in our body. So it doesn't matter if someone comes to me with horrific headaches or arthritis or digestive problems or sleep disorders or you know whatever the diagnosis is actually irrelevant. To me, they are the body screaming at you that it's out of alignment and they yeah. need they need realigning and uh, holistic medicine. And there are lots of different therapies out there all have the ability to restore balance to the system. And for me, homeopathic medicine is, is amazing. It's the most powerful thing I've come across that you get the right remedy for someone. It's magic. 
they you know they they get their well-being back they get that within days they get their energy their motivation their emotional state of mind improves their physical symptoms improve and it's life-changing and it's been life-changing for my family over the years it's how I first discovered it was as a patient and for the past 13 14 years I've been practicing it it's the most powerful thing I've ever seen and it's just it it's incredible to see people come in my door you know looking broken they're not broken but they they look and feel broken and within literally I don't know eight weeks maximum kind of thing the majority of them are off and running without me they don't need me anymore they're doing great they know their remedy they get how to take it and when they need it in the future they've got it right there beside them so um that's how that's how I use homeopathic medicine is to help people um I particularly love helping women because I think it's really easy for women to just carry a huge burden and take on all these different responsibilities you know many of them have families many are in busy role you know jobs as well some of them you know big careers running a home they've got the pets the kids the school yep. run do you know what I mean they're yep, just yep. multitasking and it's really easy for these women to just hit rock bottom and think nothing can help them or where do you even begin to get help and actually you don't need a multitude of different things um that's what I love about it is it will always restore balance if I find the right remedy it will always do an amazing job and uh, and what, what is I the, do what is the remedy what what can that consist of I mean cause I've just Rem- got this image of <laughs> mixing like a, a, a frog's tail in a cold that's what my husband would say yeah definitely <laughs> um, no so animal uh, wait remedies are made either from an animal substance a plant substance or a mineral substance so it might be a remedy that's made from sulfur or calcium carbonate or it might be a remedy made from the venom of the snake or it might be a remedy made from the roots of a plant you know or okay. the petals of a plant it's it's a it's a variety there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of remedies out there um and you know learning to apply them and to select them is obviously the skill and you, you need to go through a lot of training to get there um but i also use my intuitive abilities to give me a level of accuracy in that work so spirit won't shortcut the job for me i still have to do the legwork yeah, but what yeah. they will do when they feel like i've done my my share of the job is they'll say you got that one wrong or no go up in potency or yeah that one over there so i will ask them of these two remedies that i've discovered for this person which one is highest and best to help them and to heal them faster best you know really going to get this reaction we're looking for and they will confirm which one and then i'll say okay so i'm thinking this potency what do you lot think and they'll be like yep that's it you got it right or no try the other one Um, and they can see they can see immediately which remedy which potency but they're not just going to hand it to me on a plate i still have to do my work because you know we're all here to learn lessons and if they shortcut the whole thing for me it's there's no point me being here really so that's how i use it is for me it gives me a level of accuracy in the work but you still need to have the skills and the qualifications and the experience to know what you're doing with it so it's a good collaboration between me and spirit so that's how i use my abilities which is why i say I don't particularly go off and develop my psychic abilities because for me, this is, this is my gift. This is how I use my gift. I can tune into emotions. I can have someone sat before me and I can feel their emotions and I can use, I can question them on that and say, look, I'm, I feel like this is happening. And they say, yes, how do you know that? (laughs) So I I can sort of tap in in that way, um, but I'm not literally sat there giving them a reading to their grandmother's in the room. You know, it's a different kind of gift that I have. Okay. Okay, so when you talk about remedies, so let's say me and Ben both have a bad headache, mm-hmm. um, would and you know we've had it for quite a long time, would would we be given the same remedy because there's a remedy for a headache, or no. would it be a remedy per person? Absolutely per person. So the remedy, as, that's why I say it doesn't actually matter what you come to me with. If you come to me with your headache, or if you come to me with joint trouble, or you come to me with a digestive ailment. Uh, it doesn't matter. Your remedy is your remedy and it will always restore your balance. So your remedy is unlikely to be the same as Ben's remedy. Yeah. Although, yeah. although having said that, like energies do attract like energy. So it's not uncommon for me to find husbands and wives that actually um, need the same remedy, even though they present as very different characters. They sort of play. If you think of a diamond that's multifaceted, a remedy can be like that. So somebody can play the more dominant role somebody plays the more submissive role but they actually the core the core of them is the same and they actually need the same remedy okay um, so you know I, I do find people attract like energies a lot of pets are the same energy as their owner and therefore need the same remedy when ill 
um, so much as I say you wouldn't necessarily need the same remedy, you wouldn't from the perspective of just because you've got a headache each, but because you're friends, you might do because you've attracted each other as like-minded. So I, I would sense. I would describe that as I vibrate at a particular frequency in order yes. to exist in this um, physical world or yeah. in my mind holographic world. Um, so I therefore, just like a radio uh, scanner would pick up a frequency that you tune it into, I yeah. would pick up a wife or a friend or whatever because they're vibrating on a similar frequency to myself. Yeah, either similar or one that's attracted to. Yeah, so yeah. that particular character attracts that particular partner because they just they they feed each other, they fill each other up with the qualities required, if you like, and so they they resonate together. Maybe not the same, but they they have a good connection because of the energy. That homeopathic medicine is an energy; it is a vibration, and that's why it's energy medicine, and that's what you know acupuncture and what have you does. It's all working on an energy level of the body, not on a material level. Okay. No, oh, that's that's awesome. That's actually really interesting. It's not something I've ever uh, ever yeah. really thought about before. Yeah. That sort of you know homeopathic medicines and that sort of thing. As I get older, I might I might I might get in touch with you again with some joint problems. <laughs> I do women now. <laughs> Can't you do hair loss? Because me and Beth are both suffering really quite bad. Oh dear, no. If I could, my husband would be thrilled, but no. <laughs> Oh wow! Well, this has uh, this has been re really, really interesting talk, and uh, I think we're going to start wrap things up now. Um, sure. But one thing we do want you to do before you go is to plug uh, your book, so let people know where they can get it, or you know where um, where people can find it. Sure. Well, the book's called Raising Faith: A True Story of Raising a Child Psychic Medium by Claire Waters, and you can get it everywhere books are sold. But if you want it on a bookshelf. Uh, you probably aren't going to find it in Waterstones on the shelf, but you can certainly order it from them. But it's on Amazon. It's everywhere online. So just have a good search online and you'll find it. But if you have a local bookstore, you can just order it for collection from there too. Um, I also have a Facebook page, which is Raising Faith Book, that would be worth having a look at. And I have a website, which is raisingfaith.co.uk. And that's got all the information about the book and the work I do and, yeah, everything in the Raising Faith world, really. So if there are um, female listeners who want to get in touch with you about what you do, if you could help yeah. them, they could just yeah. go onto that website and contact you through there. Exactly. Um, yeah, have a good look okay. at what it is. And then, um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, be happy to help. But, yeah, every, everything about what I do really is is on that website. Um, yeah, so just get in touch if, if interested. Brilliant. Um, well, that's been great. Uh, once again, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thanks for um, having me. It's been great. It, it's been a pleasure. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we'll speak soon. And take care. Perfect. Thanks very much, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was our interview with Claire there. Uh, very, very interesting topic with yeah. her kids there. It's, yeah, it... I love it. I mean, I've heard, I heard Claire on a couple of podcasts previous to this, and I just I remember kind of writing down on a bit of scrap paper at work. Yeah, need to tell Ben about Claire. <laughs> um, I mean, some of the things she was saying was, was blowing my mind, like how her daughter can just see these these people, these figures, these spirits. Yeah, particularly you know. for us, you know, we <laughs> we we don't waste time, but we spend a lot of time going to locations, and we come home not seeing well, empty handed, feeling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not feeling a thing, and then you've got this this young girl who can see it kind of unwillingly. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but you know, she can see everything and god what i'd give just you know, to I mean, be able to well like you said we go to locations we're like can you make a noise can you touch one of yeah. us but imagine just being able to be like oh there you are yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you can look them in the eyes while you're communicating exactly, yeah. with them and and, and, and actually we... have a conversation yeah. sort of thing yeah you know? and 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 you know we we unfortunately we don't have that talent so i know claire said there that her daughter's not you know kind of not that interested in it but i hope she does go on to to develop a, a bit more and, yeah. and, and and to make something of it and, and because you know it, there's a lot of people out there that probably has have these 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 talents and it's such a waste you mm. know she could put it into good practice she could help people who are dealing who are yeah. grieving with you know lost loved ones or, oh, of course yeah, yeah. I, I do hope that it, it is just the, if, you know if someone's lost a, a loved one or whatever and and someone can tell them look they're here with you they're happy they are yeah 
you know, how much does that want to say hello? Yeah. And that's, that's why people go know, to spiritual literature, course, like, yeah, like, like Claire yeah. mentioned. And I hope that Claire's right, you know, that it is just the teenage years and, you know, nothing really pleases a teenager. <laughs> and I hope I hope she does go on to appreciate, you know, the talent that she does have and, 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 and really do something with it. Um, right, so that's it for us. We'll, we'll wrap that one up yeah. until, uh, until the next episode. Um, don't forget what we mentioned in the intro about um, sending us in any spooky stories that you've got. And, of course, the winner will be picked for the next podcast. They'll be announced and you will be receiving a free copy of my book, An Introduction to Paranormal Investigation. So get your stories in to paranormalparadigmpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach us through our Facebook page, which is we say it every episode, so yeah. we, don't, we don't need to say it again. <laughs> um, and please share this podcast around. We're gaining quite a lot of followers um, over the past few weeks. We, of course, we want to gain more. So please feel free to share it around. Yeah, so uh, I think that's where we'll leave it. That's pretty much wrapped it up. Until next time, thank you. Thanks for listening. And goodbye.